Have you guys all got a drink? Yes. I have two. Oh my god, what are you having? I, I, it's a really bad combo. I've got apple juice and coffee. <laughs> and trust me, they do not go together. <laughs> what is the priority them? to drink first? Uh, well, they're both cold now, so it doesn't really make any difference. Wait, your apple juice was hot? <laughs> the, the, yeah, sure. Thanks, Hannah. So, welcome to the... What was we called again? Not a clue. Jesus, guys, it's Jiraga Airsoft. Right, well, uh, on that note, welcome to The Safe Zone. As usual, this is a show where we chat about our experiences, other people's experiences, and general shenanigans in airsoft and sometimes in games. Uh, if you want to get involved because this is a conversation, drop us a message on our Facebook page, reply to our Facebook comments, or send us a DM on Instagram, which you can find at the end of the show. Today's topic, this week's topic, is innovation in airsoft. Guys, I came across uh, something at IWA which I thought was uh, interesting. I don't know if it's, I don't know if we can use it in mass airsoft, but there's this idea of like a, a health counter that um, goes down. If you get struck on the uh, plate carrier or on a helmet, so you'd no longer take a hit if you got a hit on the shoulder or on the hand. It had to be in one of those two places, and it would go down gradually, and you could find and pick up medic pouches around the field, which then topped up your health health bar. I mean, that does sound pretty cool, doesn't it? That's that. It's a pretty nice idea. A nice mixing. It's of. a mix of uh, like virtual, almost like virtual reality and yeah, absolutely. It's like Laser Quest meets Airsoft, or Sims yeah. meet Airsoft. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's a little bit worrying. <laughs> Are you telling me that you somehow got your Sims to shoot each other? I mean, no. The concept no, of Sims yeah, and having maybe. a no. <laughs> what? Yeah. Huh? You just removed the toilet and put them in a dark room. That's all you had to do. Or you built a swimming pool and then took away the steps. Yeah. Or put them in that dark room, uh, closed all of the doors, and accidentally set a fire. Oh. <laughs> and now we know the arsonist in the group. We. D- I just wanted to see death turn up. Yeah. Right. You, you wanted to see death. He. He was a cool dude, you know, and I didn't yeah, expect sure. to see him, and then he. He was there. Yeah, sure. Anyway, back right. to airsoft. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> back to... Uh... Uh, w- welcome to the safe zone. This is where we talk about the Sims. <laughs> <laughs> Innovation. Uh, yeah. I think there's there's a lot that's come out over the last... Uh, w- we keep saying this decade, um, but things really have changed in a decade. And there is uh, a lot going on now that I think is really interesting. Uh, some of the recent ones that we talked about are changing the way that we think about... Um, playing and and the structure of a game such as the controversial 40 mic right in there got it we i mean we've got it it's one of the ones that that really did cause a ruckus i mean chris you and i have talked about the 40 mic before uh and about how um how andy keeps saying it a lot and how andy (laughs) chairs off the show keeps saying so much sorry andy yeah, so much so he's got a swear jar now. Uh, yeah, but at least now he can afford the master mic. So, I mean, it's <laughs> two worlds. <laughs> the controversy was because the way they published it as a video. When they first announced it, I think it was it shot or was it? No, it was IWA, wasn't it? They released it. I think it was shot show, actually. Yeah, and the video was obviously a CQB environment and this grenade fires. How many BBs? It's like 300 BBs, is it? Or something? 150 BBs. 
This is an airsoft grenade. Uh, it's like the size of a 40 mil round. Um, and it fires a single string of BBs, 150 BBs, uh, in how how short a second? Oh, how short a time was that, Hannah? Fires 150 BBs in one third of a second. One third of a second. So you imagine standing in front of that, somebody setting it off. Uh, within a second, you've had uh, 150 BBs <laughs> hit you consecutively at a decent rate of fu- a rate as well. They're not slow. Yeah, I think it was 220 feet per second. It's, so it's about not, that, yeah. Yeah, so it's not the, the hardest hitting, but it hits 150 times very, like in a very small amount of time. And Chris, you, you mentioned the video. I think I don't know what the full, the full story behind the video is. I know it was kind of a CQB environment of this quite, quite short distances of everyone spraying each other at this, this full force kind of thing. And obviously people saw it and was like, whoa, that's that's not going to happen. I mean, full auto in most CQB sites is quite odd. So to see it like, from a grenade point of view was going to be a, a no-go for most people. Uh-huh. And, and I think from that, we know in the UK, obviously, the CQB, uh, most CQB sites in the UK were like, nope, straight away. And that yeah, was it. Yeah, kind yeah. Of before shut it down. even reached the market. Yeah. There's quite a few um, SL sites that have, them yeah so the the master mic was a big controversy um well, well the 40 mic the master mic sorry is, yes yes the, true the, the master mic has actually removed some of that controversy i think absolutely because they've obviously seen the controversy behind the 40 mic and they've gone well okay it's doing what we wanted it to do but maybe it's not the right thing for what the way we marketed it in the first place so let's yeah. see what we can do to create a product that does work in the environment that we originally wanted this to work in. Yeah. So they created the master mic. Which does a very similar thing. However, it doesn't fire 150 consecutive BBs in a straight line. Instead, it sends them all out at once at a slightly lower FPS. A 25-foot spread at a 60-foot range. It only fires 100 of them as well, so it's 50 less. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's and, good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So if you are, if you do happen to get hit point blank, you are only going to get hit a hundred times, which is a well, third but less. But you also say that Ooh. you you you're not necessarily because there's a bigger spread, uh, so you true, could yeah, actually you only be hit by you know forty. <laughs> oh, there you go. Look at that, and not in the same place either. It will spread out across your whole body, so you <laughs> exactly. can hurt everywhere. You will take a crutch one as well as a eyebrow one, like. <laughs> Because they believe in being even and spreading the love <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> I like it. That should be a promo for that. 40 Mike was actually a really innovative product, but it was mm-hmm. released in a way which reduced the the positive reception of that innovation. But I guess that kind of leads on to what actually uh, is the definition that we're working with in terms of innovation. For me, an innovation has to change the way that people play airsoft or intend to play airsoft um it doesn't have to change it massively one of the big innovations for me um and admittedly this isn't a new innovation this goes back a long time but it was introducing fans inside goggles oh yeah yeah yeah, you talked about that before yeah uh you know it's a it's a huge thing when we really break it down because fogging is a real issue And then when people decided to start putting fans inside goggles, admittedly it was done in real steel first, but when they started bringing that down and it became more accessible to airsofters, that's a massive change. Do you know what, though? Mm? One thing that we didn't talk about last time. Yep. It does look very silly. Hey! (laughs) Hey! 
like those those ad- add-on kits. It's ah, just like okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The add-on you know kits I mean? are a little bit excessive, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, if you if you've got a set of goggles with the fan built in, so I've got a set, and it is a very small fan, but it shifts a lot of air. The add-on kits. Uh, com- correct me if I'm wrong, because I've only seen a few. That's all. Uh, but the add-on kits are effect. They're like little battery packs on the back, which is a fan, and then a tube that then <laughs> kind of wraps over your ear and then over the eyebrow and then into the goggles. Is that right? Uh, uh, you can get some like that. I have seen some that like clip on the side. Um, so again, yeah, it's a, this bulky thing that sits on the side. But, this is very funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. But, it's, it's like, but the idea what? itself is quite an in, quite innovative. It's like Jeb's ones, where you bought them cheap ones, that it was like you could hear the fan. You, 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 t- you can only turn it on at certain times because you turn it on, you, <laughs> you turn it off, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm covered now." Yeah, Jeb, we're trying to be stealthy. Yeah. Well, he, what you didn't understand is that he had a different fan. He was actually trying to take off. <laughs> he was going for an aerial attack. Chopper inbound. Uh, so, so yeah, that for me, it has to change or intend to change the way people play airsoft. Right, Whether okay. that's to make things easier or to drastically create something new, like that health counter that you mentioned at the start. Yeah, and uh, well, I, and I don't know how that would particularly be mainstream enough. Um, you'd have to develop an entire site based yeah. around that um, idea. I was curious to know, actually, about that, whether it, is it its slightest touch or how sensitive is it? Because, I mean, you wouldn't work in woodland with it because, obviously, branches and everything, would that take your health off? Interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah. I hadn't thought of that. That's quite just, an interesting All those scratches. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously, also the the main issue I was thinking about is if someone judo chops you from behind, will that take your health counter down? Well, I mean, Ooh. if you got judo chopped from behind, then realistically, you should uh, you, you should, should take that lose, yeah, take that hit. <laughs> hey, it's like a video game. It's just what I'm thinking about, like yeah. Golden In Eye, one 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 shot, <laughs> one hit, one hit. But yeah. isn't isn't this kind of going back to like a it's almost like laser tag kind of? I know it's yeah. it's more refined. It's just tag. At a distance, <laughs> you know what I mean. Hey, hey, I've tagged you. <laughs> oh, I can see that because my health bar went down. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, can't I suppose... hit me. I'm off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose the interesting thing about it, though, is that one of the big things with airsoft is it is an honesty system. It's very much based on people taking their hits, and yeah. people don't always do that. What? Yeah, Crazy. I know. I know, right? I mean, who'd have thought that there are some people that decide not to take their hits, and that's why Airsoft Innovations Chris. came out with the forty mic. Guilty. <laughs> uh, so, so you're saying the forty mic is actually a deterrent? <laughs> it's yeah. If you don't take your hit once, I will fire 150 rounds at you. You're and the worst you kind of airsofter. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's fair. I, I mean, I would. I don't. I can't say I would buy myself a 40 mic but you know yeah <laughs> if there was ever something to tempt me it would be people who don't take their hits i'd want to buy an automatic grenade launcher just for that Ooh, <laughs> six of them yeah, yeah there you go but the 40 mic's a, a grenade type right so it's really a mortar round uh but yeah airsoft grenades have come a long way um for instance alongside the um 40 mic and the master mic uh, there is the mass g that's in development almost. oh yeah george um, yeah <laughs> Didn't you buy one of those? I did. Well, <laughs> how long well, ago did you buy it? Well, here's the thing. All right, how I long ago did you it. pay for it? Yeah, so I invested in it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the Mass G is a Kickstarter uh, project, 
Um, it was uh, due in uh, for, to be delivered, I think, October. Um, Which year, George? 2015? Or something around there. I don't know. The dates are... It's been three years. Three or four years at this point. It was only supposed to be a 12-month development process. Uh, and I backed it. It was one of the original backers. The Masji is a victim of its own success. But it was supposed to be the most innovative airsoft grenade on the market. It was supposed to be the smart grenade that everybody wanted, everybody needed. It was coming in at a, an affordable price point. It was going to be a trip mine. It was going to be uh, a countdown, t- uh, a timed grenade. It was going to be an impact grenade. It was going to be blank firing. So you have a huge bang and it would be either uh, 9mm shells or a uh, 12, uh, 0.12 primer. And it was going to be awesome. You could run over it with a tank as well. You could little... run over it with a tank. Apparently. <laughs> we wouldn't know that yet. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and, and unfortunately, um, the company has spent so long developing this product that they're trying to, like, admittedly, what they're trying to do is, is make the best airsoft grenade. What they forgot to think about, people don't need the best. People want iterations they want the product that they funded and they want it in a time frame that isn't four years three years further than uh, originally anticipated and in that time frame we have seen an emergence Ah, of airsoft innovative airsoft grenades hit the market and it's now rendered the mass g slightly obsolete the grenade in and of itself is still innovative. The problem is the price point is so high because they've spent so long trying to develop this thing that actually it's not going to break through into the market when you have the likes of these smaller, cheaper, reusable blank firing grenades and BB firing grenades. I was going to say, we have seen quite a rise in the, in the amount of blank firing grenades on the market, in particular yep. small scale, haven't we? Yeah. Um. And then if we go on the BB side, companies have been doing that for forever. And that and they're getting better iteration. and better and better. Od- yeah. uh, was, was it uh, Odin Innovations um, did the Tornado? Uh, yes. And the Cyclone. Yeah. Uh, ASG have the, cool. the Storm 360. Um, you got and... Pro came out with the... Um, oh, God, I can't even remember what it's called anymore. I can't remember that one, but don't forget the ASG have that new one that they're working on at the moment, the yes. Apocalypse, I think. The Apocalypse, yeah. That, and that's yeah. going to be an interesting one as well. And actually, we used to use blank firing grenades, partly because Ooh. the BB firing grenades were pretty pathetic. But <laughs> over the years, because it's been years, companies have gone, all right, well, you want it to work better? Here. Makes the, the Mass G feel a little bit empty as a, as a like product. Also, the Avatar. I love the Avatar. I think the Avatar is super exciting. Why? I don't get it. What don't you get? I don't get it. I don't get why uh, Why it's exciting. Okay. Um, so, I think uh, it looks cool. Okay, so at, at the core, it's a, it's a BB grenade. Okay? Right. Yep. People have done that before. Nothing new about that. But what they've done with it is they've taken the core concept, so a BB grenade. They've then gone, well, okay, some, not everyone plays the same. So they've now split the grenade into two parts. You've got the core part, where you put the gas, and then you have a shell that you put around the outside that holds the BBs. And that shell can be in different shapes, different sizes, different dispersion rates. 
So they've now come out with a couple of different shells that, depending on which one you put on your core, the grenade will go off in a different fashion. So some of them, the, there's two actually spherical ones that they're bringing out. One that sends the BBs out in quite a, a wide spherical pattern. And there's another one that sends them out in almost like a disc, almost around the center. So you've got different styles depending on how you're going to play. Right, okay. But they've also introduced timing systems, or they're introducing timing systems, so it will go off after a time. So this is a continuing innovation that's kind yeah. of... Yeah, so they're, they're continuing to ad, uh, to improve and continuing to come out with new ideas. So you're, the idea and the sort of thing that I'm envisaging here is you can have it in a ball fashion and you can just roll it down a corridor and you know that five seconds later, sudden, someone is going to get showered in BBs. And they're going to hate you for it because they'll it... see it rolling in and they'll be yeah. like, ah, uh, football, boom. But, it, but it's going <laughs> to carry on rolling and throwing BBs out. Wait, so you think it's... Okay. It's not going to be... A, it's not like the master mic where it throws them all out in a second. It'll take... A, or a third of a second. It'll take a little bit longer. I like, I like the idea of doing one at a time really slowly. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's, yeah, and it's literally just... like I, I imagine fireworks going off right one at a time in a big pile. And it's just like that, but BBs. It's, it's like area denial. You can't go yeah. in that room because you know there's a BB going to be coming yeah, out every if, couple yeah, of seconds. What, what if it comes in my direction? Yeah. <laughs> but do you not think that these are like gadgets in gizmos and airsoft are just kind of like a a one one fad wonder? You've like had a go, you have a go at it like for a game day, and then you're like, yeah, that's pretty cool, and then and then it gets left in the box the next four times you go out and play airsoft. I think it depends on where you play, because like I would absolutely use more um uh more blank firing grenades indoors than outdoors. Oh, yeah. 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 You know, outdoors, I'm smoke grenades. Indoors, I'm uh, blank firing. And and I would absolutely use an avatar grenade over and over and over again as a tactic, as a, a you know, as a, a method of achieving whatever I need to. Same way I use smoke grenades. It's like, I need to get across there, but I need not to get shot. Maybe I'll just try and cover my tracks. A reusable smoke grenade. Now that would be fun. Yes. Oh, we talked about this before, right? We did, didn't we? We talked about this. I think it was on our shooting day, actually. We yeah, it's that. just, it's such a difficult concept to, yeah. to kind of um, develop. But that would be, that would be something that would be truly innovative. Like the idea that you could just uh, throw one smoke, yep. uh, refill that packaging with a cartridge of some sort and then throw it again the, the problem we we came across was all we're doing is taking a smoke grenade and we're putting it inside an expensive case <laughs> yeah which is that's, little, that's all we were doing it'll be innovative but dumb <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i think that's the issue though isn't it that's the difference between innovation and a fad is yeah. an innovation can't I suppose to change how I defined an innovation at the start of the conversation, it can't just change the game, but it has to change the game in a smart manner. A meaningful manner, I think, is the better way of putting it. Meaningful rather than smart. Here is a good example of where fad meets innovation, because we saw the release a couple of years ago of two separate speed loaders. One was the yep. uh, one was the breacher style M4 speed loader, where you put your M4 mag into a, a port, you pump this shotgun style thing uh, three times and it it fills your mag up completely. But at the very same time as that release was the 
Odin Innovations M12 Sidewinder, which then took the uh, airsoft industry by storm. It really did, didn't it? And I have the um the other one you were talking about. I can't remember who. I can't remember what. Do you really? Elite Force. Yeah, I think yeah. It made that's it. the one. Yeah. I have not seen this. I think it has a place but I do not think the place is where they intended it to be. For starters, they developed a gun in order to refill the magazines That's for your gun. That's the problem. They designed it to look not out of place on the field. Right. And I don't think that's where it works. So you have to carry it. <laughs> exactly. And it and you can fit a lot of BBs in it, but then it rattles like nobody's business. <laughs> it you know, if you I mean, ever... so does the so does the uh, the M12 Sidewinder. Well, yeah, true, but do you do you carry the E-Sidewinder out onto the field with you? Yes, I do. Oh, okay. Yes, but didn't, they, because... didn't they release a, a, an update for that, where they brought out in like a silicon sin that you can go They inside? did. I'm not sure if it was them or if that was an aftermarket part. Uh, aftermarket part. It, it didn't reduce the rattle completely, but it definitely um, deadened that sound a little bit. But that's the difference, right? It's, it's interesting, A, a truly it? innovative idea, like the M12 Sidewinder, um, was adopted overnight by the the airsoft industry everyone just went oh here is a thing it's the size of a uh, of a double m4 mag pouch uh we can put m4 mags in the top we can um side uh, use the side winder surprisingly uh, do that three times and we've got a full mid cap oh and now there are adapters so that we can fill other um types of magazine i think that's the key as well they didn't just go oh it's only for m4s yeah, well, I mean, they did to begin with, but that's because the most arguably... Most common. Oh, I, yeah. yeah, I mean, I had to throw in the caveat there. Arguably yeah, the yeah, most but, common. I mean, is it arguably? Yes, I think so, because I don't want to get shanked. <laughs> 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 there are a lot of people that like AKs. <laughs> the DAS GBLS, the DASP. GBLS. So it's the most realistic uh, AEG in comparison mm-hmm. to real steel guns. Yeah. Has any have any of you shot one? Nope. Nope. No. I've, I'll be Can't honest. Afford it. <laughs> I've I've never seen one. I've I've seen obviously I've seen the pictures. Seen yeah. Um, and I've seen their advertising, but I've never seen one in the flesh. Okay, I've shot them. Okay. Thoughts? <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Well, I don't like it because of its price point, as opposed to because of the innovative nature of the technology. Uh, they so just just to, you know really hone in on the innovation. It is the first full bolt electric blowback AEG, which means that the bolt um, retracts the whole way, uh, which hasn't been done on anything else. Right. So the only way you can simulate that in airsoft before this was gas blowbacks. So the fact that they've done this on an AEG is awesome, but the price points around fifteen to sixteen hundred pounds, uh, which is just way out of uh, the the kind of accessibility for the majority of players, and because it's such a new innovative um, technology, it's got some quirks. It's got some flaws. It doesn't work the way that it's supposed to. It doesn't. The, the trigger pull is way too heavy. The it sounds quite grindy. Um, it doesn't feel snappy. So in relation to playing the game, I don't think it's a good option for a regular skirmish. For a milsim, it might be awesome because actually the realism side, you know, if we're going for that um, that simulation aspect, it re- I think it was probably the best gun for that realism. 
not the best gun for performance. And at £1,600, I am not happy with a gun that is not the best for playing with. I mean, that's fair. So um, I'm just going to bring another one up now uh, on that topic of innovation that may be taking a step too far. Right. Um, did you all did you all see the shell ejecting M4? Yeah. Yes. Too far? Well, I mean, there's a APS shotgun that shell ejects. Ah, yeah, but a shotgun that shell ejects and an M4. There's a, there's a big difference, isn't there? Because if you're so if you're sitting there with your M4 that shell ejecting and it's got a thirty round mag in it, there's thirty shells that are now going to be on the floor somewhere. I think that's fine, depending on the context. Again, depending on the context of location and price. If it's sixteen hundred, okay. then it's the same innovation too far. Okay. Same with the GBLS. The problem is the GBLS is is marketed as a viable platform for airsofters, and it's just not. Okay. Yeah, I like that. That's fair. Um, you know, and if we if our definition is it it's got to be something that changes the nature of play um, for for airsoft. This then neither of those two really fit into that category. They just have really cool innovative technology. Talking about innovative technology, the Titan MOSFETs. Nice. Uh, now that is go. an innovation. <laughs> and MOSFETs in general. Electronic control, uh, control units, trigger units, whatever you want to label it as. Yes. Yeah, I mean, like they took they took away instead of it being direct contacts um, that used to touch. When you pulled the trigger, then that would send a signal to fire the gun, etc. They change it to sensors, and the amount of control and customability, and like there, you know, there's an app to download, and you can, you know, you can. There's so much that you can do with it, and the whole support system around their company, where like if you do have a problem, they've got they've got so much information out there that they're like, right, this is our product. We know it's a bit like in depth but we're going to give you all the support and all the tools you need to be able to use this to the best of your, you know, to, to what you want. I Absolutely. That's, yeah. that's super cool. It, it, it really is, isn't it? Well, so the Gate Titan is, is the, I would argue, the leading innovative MOSFET, right, that's mm-hmm. currently out on, on the, the market. But I think Joe's a little bit right here as well. Just electronic control units in general, right, and the technology mm. that's gone into micro switch triggers mm-hmm. uh and and the idea of taking something that's mostly mechanical and sending it through a microchip mm-hmm. you know which allows you to change the uh rate of fire or change the battery that you want to use now now this really the thing that's really intrigued me with mosfets though as from when they started coming out is they they came about really out of a necessity and it, it wasn't a this would be cool if we did it it was a People are changing the battery technology that they're using in Airsoft. So there was mm-hmm. they were starting to see this switch, um, which is now in full swing now, from nickel metal hydride, the NIMA batteries, um, yeah. over to LiPo. And because the, and without going too much into the electronics behind it, because the discharge rate on a LiPo is so much higher, mm-hmm. it was burning out contacts. Yeah, And then some clever person turned around and went, ah, there's already a component out there that we can use that changes this. And it was the MOSFET. Yeah, because it was just, here is a solution to a problem that is coming up because of the innovation in battery types. And then it it became this massive thing. And now, I mean, you can't really buy a gun without one now. 
Yeah. I've, the first time I saw one was um, when Lewis was upgrading the Polar Star. So HPA. That's another unit. innovation. <laughs> oh, God, um, yeah. And like, so he, the, the MOSFET had a little screen on it. And then he had a little piece of paper that had like a code. It'd be like three taps mean this, da, 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 means this, I don't know, you know, and then he was just sitting there ages, like just tuning in his, like, uh, his MOSFET to, so one tap would, would fire one shot and two taps would fire it, like, you know, it's, uh, that's the first time I come across it. And I was like, wait, there's a, there's a computer in that? There's a, there's a computer in your gun? <laughs> it's, it's really cool though, isn't it? It really is. And now... The Titan is, as you said, George, probably the leading, the market leader now. Yeah. Um, but there are also, like, I use a gate uh, Murph 3.2 in uh-huh. my guns, and I think you've got one as well. I do, I do. Uh, but then there are, I, like, it's important to point out there are other brands doing Oh, really there are cool loads. Things. There are loads. We saw different... Evolution on uh, at IWA. They're, uh, they're, ECU, their MOSFET, whatever whatever you want to label mm. it as, that looked really interesting to me. Now, the uh, interesting thing about them as well is that uh, we were talking about, earlier today, we were mentioning uh, tracer units. Yep. And they do a tracer unit built into a hop-up. Interesting. So you've now got a... Um, uh, I'm trying to think, uh, a UV bulb, sorry, a UV light inside the hop unit that as the BB goes through the hop, it gets charged by the UV bulb and then it comes out, obviously, glowing like Tracer. Rounds. I mean, that's that's an incredibly interesting piece of tech. I'd look forward to kind of looking more into that. Is it necessary? I don't know. Chris, have you ever thought about buying a Tracer unit? Not really, because I don't really play in dark places so <laughs> but yeah um i think the tracer units built in i think there was also another company i think it was max pro i'm thinking of off the top of my head and there's also loads of guides online where you can actually make your own tra- inbuilt tracers into hop-ups that is cool isn't it yeah there's quite a fair few because it's been it's been around for a while mm. but like i said the necessity is there because obviously not everyone wants to put a tracer suppressor on the end of the gun for whatever reason maybe aesthetics or for whatever where at least this way they can still do it and they know it's there so if they is, they're in a dark situation they can put in maybe the mics with the tracers in it they can shoot in the dark then if not they can take it out and put another one in i suppose that's the whole concept behind it yeah and actually modify do a very similar thing but instead of it being in a hop unit or in a um in a you know silencer or an additional um barrel extension They've put it in the magazine, you know. So as the BB goes through the magazine into the gun, it's then charged uh, with UV. It's not the strongest right now, but actually that means that as long as you use that magazine with a compatible rifle, you could have a tracer unit in any gun, which is really quite cool. Uh, lithium ion batteries. I don't know much about these. They're becoming more popular. Yeah, yeah. I've seen them. the I've Titan. Seen... Yeah, the tight Titan Power, Titan Power are the big ones uh, for airsoft, but they're not, they're obviously not the only brand, and but they're li- not the same as the Gate Titans, are they? No, no, no it's a completely okay. different brand. But lithium-ion batteries have been around for a long time. I mean, that's our phones run on lithium-ion batteries for a start, uh, and they've started filtering down into and as with most airsoft 
electronic tech. They started off in things like remote control cars, uh, drones, and now they're slowly getting into airsoft as well. I think some of the key things about lithium-ion batteries is they're more reliable, they're more stable, they hold their charge significantly better, and they last much longer for the same size. So not necessarily for individuals, so people like you and me, because they're quite expensive, but for sites that run they... lots of rentals... Are they really that that much more expensive? Uh, I've done a little bit of research. I haven't done an awful lot, but the the price point is higher than it is for lipo by a fe- by a, a little way. And now maybe that's brands. And if you find an off brand, as it were, a lithium different ion brand, yeah, yeah, um, not a market leader, then you could probably pay significantly less. Yeah, as as with everything at this yeah, point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I, it is something that I'd be quite interested to do a little bit more research into, and I will more than likely pick one up in the near future. Just saying about the price point, sorry, I'm just going to jump Go in on, on the price point. Uh, I think Land Warriors sell the 2600 Mar version, the yep. little small brick one, and that's £37.99. Wow. Yeah, as, of, that, as from this recording. So is that 11, 11.1 volt? That's, that's 11.1 volt. Is that the one that's designed for HPA systems? Uh, is yes. it that tiny, yeah, tiny, tiny yeah, little one? Yeah, it's a little tiny brick one. Yeah, so that's really quite cool for the HPAs as well because it's so small, it'll actually fit inside the gun as well. Um, so that's really quite cool. But yeah, the so £37 is quite a lot. Yeah, I mean, looking at the other batteries, they've got like the stick ones and stuff like mm. that. They're, they're all around the same price, 37. Okay, so it's not too bad. Because actually you're looking at about 20 quid for a LiPo normally. Yeah, so it's about twice the price, but um, they do hold their charge for a very long time. Yeah. How do you charge these batteries? Exactly the same way you charge a LiPo. Okay, I was just going to say because yeah. like I don't own a LiPo charger, and okay. if the new batteries come out and you could charge them by... Some obviously, other obviously you're saying, Joe, about charge it in a char- obviously the same as a lipo charger, as long as it's actually a smart charger, not an actual. Yeah, it just has to be a lipo charger. Yeah, it has to be a lipo charger, not a. You can't use um, one of your old nine chargers. That's what I mean. But as long as long as it's a lipo charger, it will charge the lithium-ion batteries as well, which is really quite cool because the tech is te- essentially the same. Isn't yeah. it amazing? Like, there's so much innovation in airsoft. From your mechanical to your uh, chemical to your electronic, that every aspect of airsoft has improved at a dramatic rate. Does it sometimes make you think you need a degree to be able to work on your guns, though? My God, yes. (laughs) (laughs) My God, yes. I mean, I'm not going to lie, it's been a long time since I've done electronics, and every time I sort of start thinking about dabbling again, I'm like, oh, I'm getting a headache. Oh, honestly, when I, I when I did my gearbox, I, I wouldn't go anywhere near the battery, but when I soldered the, the actual uh, trigger trigger contacts, oh, I was terrible. <laughs> like, it took so long and so many attempts and, and so much of me going, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> okay, I'm glad I'm doing it now and figuring it all out again. Going back to the mechanical aspects, just to round everything off, G&G have a kind of ongoing debate with their gas blowback systems. Do they want to have the most realistic gun, so full metal, or do they want the most efficient gun? So they've been developing over the years new new valves and new systems um, to kind of disperse gas, such as the whirl valve. The whirl valve is really interesting. 
I can't remember how it works. But, but the interesting super. thing is, though, that, that it's their second innovation, isn't it? It's the second iteration, sorry, of the world valve now. Oh, so now they're onto ceramic world valves, yeah. Mm. So they looked at their original um, spinning valve and they went, oh, actually, if we do this, then uh, that'll increase the pressure uh, for the BB, but then we can also just use that leftover gas to kind of get the recoil. The problem with that, the only problem with that is it reduces the kick, right? So you don't get as much kick um, in your gas playbacks, which is kind of what, kind of what people want from gas playbacks. So there's a debate going on <clears throat> about whether it's too innovative for its own good or whether or not it's innovation um, and efficiency that is worth going down the route of. I was uh, just uh, looking at the I was looking at the <laughs> pistol on the wall and I went, "You've got interesting things inside you." <laughs> like, <laughs> how do you relate to airsoft? Oh, well, actually, here is a need. Let's try and solve that need. <laughs> I, I think that's a fair point, though, isn't it? Because I think what G and G have done is very clever. But as George, as you said, there's always a trade-off, and the trade-off here is that you get much better gas efficiency, but you get much less recoil or kick. Which then leads to, well, if people were going for the realism and they wanted the heavier pistol, they wanted full metal, they presumably wanted more kick. So are you just kind of innovating and going back on yourself as a result? Well, that that's the thing, isn't Regressing? it? it was well, the market, isn't it? It depends on yeah. who you're selling to. G&G had another innovation. Uh, oh, actually, no. What Do you know what I have noticed in terms of innovation over the kind of airsoft realm for the last few years in particular? Modularity. Oh, yeah. That's become such a huge factor in airsoft. You know, being able to from simply move a pistol holster from a leg to a chest rig in the smallest amount of steps, you know, or, <laughs> uh, or like deciding actually the plate carrier that you have on you don't want to run these type of magazines so unclip a couple of things i'm talking about the the new the new systems unclip here trade that out with a different panel clip them back mm-hmm. in and suddenly you're you're set up for an entirely different rig or like the gmp transformer series right the idea that if you want to go from outdoor woodland with a long range so a long barrel to an indoor CQB where you just turn a twist, the barrel, the whole front end comes off and you put in a whole new front end. That modularity aspect has really come on. I mean, they, that's been going on. They've done that for quite a long time now. The Transformer series has been out for quite a while, hasn't it? It's been but... like three years, I think. Two or three oh, okay. years. Okay. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Um, I'm going to come back to my old um, favorite here, but the uh, PTS Masada did that first. Ah, uh, here we go. <laughs> I mean, the Ares Masada. <laughs> yeah, the PTS. No, Tom corrected you. It's, it's definitely the Ares. <laughs> so, yeah, but, but the idea is it's now become mainstream yeah. across the whole industry, so it's Pe- not just guns. Well, people don't want to have to spend... 500 pounds on a gun and then go oh i need one with a longer barrel i have to spend another 500 pounds you know they, they want to be able to swap it out and change it and that's really good i think uh-huh. the fact that the industry are doing more of this is really quite cool in terms of modularity and in terms of innovation for the innovation's sake um and coming back to the price point issue the virgo system the virgo deluxe the brushless motor uh, currently, there is a deluxe edition brushless motor. It's one of the first brushless motors. Oh, that's really hard to say over and over again. Uh, it's one of the first brushless motors 
uh, in Airsoft. Uh, I don't think it's the first, but it's one of. And it's 450 quid, I think, for just the motor, the pistol grip, and the receiver. I, I was Everything say, else you, don't get you have to do. That, really. yeah. Everything else you have to include yourself and, and build yourself. So that's 450 for the for you can't even fire it. And yeah. I'm there thinking the technology in the brushless motor is incredible. It allows you to uh, program, you know, how many shots you do. It's like a mini MOSFET, but it also um, produces a lot more power and a lot more um, consistency with a lot less energy, using a lot less energy. So that aspect of the innovation is awesome. And the modularity is cool, but the price point, again, this is the thing. Innovation costs, right? Innovation seems to be costing your everyday airsofter a little bit more money uh, until it becomes mainstream. Yeah, I think I'd, the brushless motor stuff is really, really cool. And I really hope that we start to see more and more of that. Um, I mean, brushless motors have been around for a long time, but not in the airsoft world. So it's going to be really interesting to see if that takes off. Okay, so before we round up, uh, I think I have one more question, uh, and then we'll we'll give it a rest. And that question is, do you think we've reached the end of innovation? No. No. Hell no. If you think how far the technology in life has come in the last 10 years and how much further we're going to get in the next 10, Airsoft is only just going to follow. I have to agree with Chris and Hannah. I don't think that we've hit the end of it, but... I'm I'm sat here and I'm struggling to see where we're going to go from here. But that's that's not to say we're not going to go from there. And all it takes is one person with a good idea. A big one that people are doing at the moment is battery connectors. Yeah. So it used to be Tamiya. Now slowly people are moving to Dean's. Um, and I the name escapes me. XT. The... XT, Chris. There you go. Yeah. The XT connector, which is just an upgraded Dean's connector, really. Um, but another, that's... yeah, go I was going to say another small thing is um, maple leaf hot rubbers. Yeah. Uh, about well, before people used to spend forever like grinding down their knobs and you know trying to make it <laughs> flat and all that jazz. This but... is a family show. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um... <laughs> Nubs, okay. <laughs> Grinding them down. Grinding nubs. Um, Just know. saying it over and over again does not make it any less filthy, Hannah. <laughs> I'm grinding your nubs. Anyway. That felt um, weirdly creepy. It's supposed to do the opposite, and actually I just went, no, no. No, no. <laughs> no, please no. No. <laughs> in fact, Chris, Chris, can you just say grinding your nubs in uh, in the Family Guy voice? <laughs> <laughs> Do it in Mickey Mouse's voice. <laughs> grinding your nubs. Ha-ha. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> hey, Chris. Why don't you come over and grind my nubs? <laughs> I now have nightmares. <laughs> oh, dear. I want to agree with you guys uh, in terms of the majority of innovation. It, there's still ways... That or places it can go i don't know if we've reached the end of we haven't reached the end of range i think we might have got the the very most out of our airsoft guns now without significantly changing the parameters in which we engage with airsoft like changing the size of the bbs or uh changing the shape of bbs um Mm. i I definitely think that um you know being 
plastic and we're just you know i think there should be uh a way bigger push for biodegradable bbs um i know that's a good maybe, innovation maybe better biodegradable bbs i mean I, th- I think you're right george now that people are reliably you know reliably i'm is i'm using that term very loosely hitting 100 meters or able to hit 100 meters with a bb um yeah maybe range is at the maximum we can get because you have tight bore and mm. wide bore and dual bore barrels they all do slightly different things but i'm not sure there's much more innovation that's going to get us any more distance and any more accuracy because we are just shooting little plastic balls there's there's a new a newer barrel with the rifled end mm. which is supposed to put spin on sideways theoretically that doesn't work on a spherical ball that is relying on backspin to stay afloat because then you're giving it backside spin and you'll end up <laughs> flicking someone off to the left. Ba- oh yeah, ba- you said backside. Sorry, I said backside, backside <laughs> oh, spin yeah. and flicking someone off. <laughs> Come on, George. Oh, I did not see that one coming. Uh, That's what uh, she said. <laughs> we have to remember that the first real steel rifled barrels were people were still shooting metal balls. Oh, that's a good point. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. So the early muskets, and even if we go big, like large scale, uh, cannons were fire were rifled barrels, but they were firing round um, shells, really. So maybe if this continues to work, and if it does work, we might see people actually moving from a hop-up system to removing the hop-up so we don't have that backspin, because I agree with you, it, it interferes, but going to a rifled system instead? Interesting. That, I, I don't know I don't know if it would work, but it's worth a consideration. It could go that way. I think maybe, maybe um, in terms of uh, accuracy, there could be a bigger push for, you know, drill shooting in Airsoft. You know, that making sure you've got your firearm positioned properly you know how how do you zero so you, scope so you're talking about yeah training so yeah, there's training. training innovation you know and um you know is there apart from like little metal soldiers you know is there a way that we could like i see where you're going with this shooting and... i see where you're going with this we, yeah like, we, we might have something coming up hannah yeah, we can't talk about it might. right now but uh there's something in the works you know um, so instead of instead of you know, um, lots of people talk about photography and always wanting to get a better camera to shoot better photos, but really you have to improve your skill to shoot better photos. So if we improve Airsoft's skills, maybe that the actual Airsoft technology will um, actually be surprisingly better. And on that note, that is a really good wrap-up, I think, because uh, <laughs> kind of brings it all in. Brings it all in. <laughs> So uh, let's let's kind of wrap it up there. I think um, if you guys at home have any kind of differing thoughts or you think that innovation comes from or is going in a different direction, I think you should definitely send us a message. Uh, best place, I think, is Instagram for the time being. Uh, just send us a DM. Send us a comment. Uh, what are your Instagram handles? Mine is Juraga underscore Airsoft. Carmen.airsoft. G.I. Joski. And the Airsoft Photographer guys check out our youtube channel check out our instagrams all the jazz and we'll see you next time in the safe zone